Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It's been a while between drinks for Fan is Short for Fanatic. Obviously a podcast where you guys come on and tell your story as Rugby League fans. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Really been looking forward to getting back into these. If there's anyone else that would like to jump on, by all means, send me a message. Come on and tell your story. You can have a chat to me about your team, the history of your team, your team moving forward, your team right now, everything Rugby League, all of your memories, your favourite players, everything that we can touch on involving your football story, your memories and everything. So if anyone else wants to, please send me a message. Come on. Today, I was lucky enough to have Ben Bradshaw come on the podcast. Huge Canterbury Bulldogs fan and a big Queensland Maroons fan. A bit of a uh, weird little combo there. We know how we feel about guys that live in New South Wales and go for Queensland. Does my head in. But Ben, he had a pretty good story to back up his reasoning. I'm going to throw you over to Ben now, a champion bloke who's a... uh, a real loyal follower of his Bulldogs. Obviously, it's been a really tough time for them, but he can see the light at the end of the tunnel and he is looking forward to the future with the Canterbury Bulldogs. Let's kick it off. Ball for the corner. Acrobatic with the put down. That's unbelievable. Ben, welcome on, mate. How are we? Oh, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Mate, long time listener. Yeah, yeah, quite a while now. You poor bastard. <laughs> now, mate, I've got no, a little enjoy, bone to pick with work. you to start with. Yeah. You've told me you're a Canterbury fan, but uh, a Queensland Maroon supporter. Now, where I'm from, we commonly re- refer to those blokes as dickheads. Uh, explain yourself. Yeah. Well, quite simple. I was born in Queensland. Moved down when I was quite young, to be fair, but I was footy obsessed from as young as I can remember. So I just stuck with uh, my home state. Whereabouts were you born, mate? I was uh, born in Mount Isa. The uh, rich rugby league territory up there, obviously. Yeah, Scotty Prince is um was one of my favourites as well from Mount Isa. So a lot of a lot of great players from up there. Did you uh, did you play yourself when you were younger? I I played one year. I was a, I was tiny as a kid and um and elbows to the head and mum said that's enough. 
I, I, I wasn't tiny and kept getting elbows to the head. It's not much fun, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. Mate, obviously, you're a Canterbury Bulldogs fan. Um, it's been a pretty grim couple of years for you guys. Obviously, you, you got a couple of troops arriving next year, uh, so hopefully we, we can see a bit of a lift there. But you play the Sydney Roosters tonight, uh, coming off a pretty grueling 66-0, I think it was, last week against the Manly Seagulls. Do you give them much hope tonight? Uh, no, not really. Um, I'll, I'll be hopeful, but can't see anything happening there. Who, who are the guys from your current team that you uh, you love to watch, mate? Oh, I've always loved Josh Jackson. Just an absolute toiler. Um, so that Maybe Luke Thompson as well at the moment, but the whole heap to be excited about with us at the moment. I think that Luke Thompson, he's been un- unreal since arriving. I mean, with all due respect, I would love to see him in like a Melbourne system or a Sydney Rooster system. I really do think he could be absolutely anything. We've obviously had, um, you know, the Dragons get into a bit of COVID trouble over the last week or so, which sort of uh, sort of overshadowed the Canterbury Bulldogs fans the week for- b- before that. What was your reaction to the boys that uh, went out for a couple of beers in, in Bondi Junction? Yeah, just pretty silly mistake, really. Um I think they're all pretty young guys that should know better. One of those things, mate, when you have a look at the clubs that are getting in trouble for this sort of stuff, I mean, is it any surprise that they do tend to be the more dysfunctional sort of clubs? Like, you're not seeing the Melbourne boys or the Sydney Roosters boys sort of get in trouble for this kind of stuff? Exactly. It's definitely a sign of that. Mate, tell me, uh, who's your favourite Canterbury Bulldogs players of all time? Um, oh, when I was a kid, I loved Hazel Masri. I've always loved anyone at goal kick, and he was he was the best at it. Uh, sort of more recently, Josh Reynolds was the heart and soul of the club. Um, always tried his hardest. Had the odd brain explosion, but um, you know when he tries as hard as hard as he did, he's, he's hard not to like. Mate, I think everyone at some point has had a moment, whether they want to admit it or not, where they've hated Josh Reynolds. But there also has to be so many moments where you've just got to love and appreciate the way he goes about his footy. And I mean, I reckon even Canterbury fans would be the same. I think there would have been some moments where you would have been ready to kill him. But you also know that no one's going to bleed more for that Canterbury jersey than Josh Reynolds. I remember a field goal kicked one day against Canberra from from the sideline. I've, I've never seen another field goal from out that wide and just, you know, won us a game that day and had moments like that. I mentioned Hazemil Masri as well. Obviously, a brilliant goal kicker, a fantastic player, I'm sure. Uh, you know, you, you, w- you would have seen all the replays from that 2004 grand final. He was critical in that game. 100%. He scored that try. He's climbed over a heap of Roosters players. So, absolute legend. I'd, I actually met him one guy and he could not have... I've met him one day and he, he could not have been nicer. Yeah, mate, the, the very little I've had to do with him, he seems to be as much of a genuine bloke as, you know, essentially how he's always come across a champion of our game. Uh, mate, when I have a look at your Canterbury Bulldogs side heading in next year, obviously a couple of troops arriving, headlined by Josh Adokar, uh, Matty Burton as well from the Penrith Panthers. Who's the one that has you the most excited? Oh, I think Matty Burton. Um, just his kicking game. He can just kick the ball so far. I'm looking forward to having that. We've not really had many great kickers for the past decade, really, so I'm really looking forward to having that at the club. Tell you what, it's a bad day to be a football when he's uh, striking them the way he does. He's unbelievable, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, the left foot just makes it look better, I reckon. Yeah, that, oh, I think that's the most important thing about Matty Burton riding it. It is that you get a left foot kicker, which, I don't know, there's just something about them, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. 
Do you see um, Josh Adokar, mate? Obviously a guy that he's coming from an incredibly um, successful system. He's For me, he's been the best winger in our game for quite some time. Do you think they will um, gamble with the idea of playing him at fullback or, or do you think he'll always be on the wing for Canterbury? Yeah, it's, so I would like him on the wing, but there's every chance he's going to be our best option at fullback. Um, would like to see a Jake Avrilo at fullback personally. Um, obviously with Burton come the club and take that 5-8 spot um, and sort of with me and you going to Melbourne next year and Dallin's left they were probably our other fullback options so I'd end up at fullback but I, I would definitely prefer him on the wing yeah and we're hearing that reportedly we could see uh, Will Hopawade arrive at the St George Illawarra Dragons uh, essentially over the next few days potentially or moving forward so a lot of changes there personally mate you mentioned Jake Avrilo playing fullback that is an idea that I have loved for a very long time. I feel like Avarillo, he just, he, he's been playing halfback and, you know, he's been doing well enough, but I just don't think he's a seven. I think he's got too much natural ability. He doesn't really play that structured sort, sort of football that you need as a seven. I just think he's got fullback written all over him, Avarillo. I think he could potentially be a 5A next to a, like an Adam Reynolds or someone like that, but I don't think he's, he's definitely not a halfback. It's tough to get a guy like uh, Adam Reynolds as well. There's, there's not too many of them around, is there? No, no, there's not. Mate, tell me one jersey that uh, that I think has had a question mark over it for a long time has been your nine jersey. Uh, I feel like a lot of the champion teams, they have champion hookers as well. Canterbury haven't really had one since essentially Mick Ennis left. Uh, there's been a lot of guys come and go from that jersey. This year you've been rotating Jeremy Marshall King. You've had Katoa. You've had Brad Dietz came through. We had... Um, to Pine, play a little bit of nine at the start of the year as well. For me, I think Jeremy Marshall King has probably played his best three weeks of football I've ever seen the last few weeks. Do you think he is the answer moving forward in the nine? Um, I think he potentially could be. If you asked me a couple of weeks ago before he came back from from injury, I would have said we definitely need to sign someone, but he's, he's shown some real promise the last couple of weeks. But I would definitely love a world where he is our backup hooker. Um, I can see him doing a job moving forward. Let, let me ask you this, mate. Like, obviously, there's there'd be a heap of guys in this competition that if you could sign, you would go out and get. If you had the opportunity to get a Brandon Smith, would you would you jump at that straight away, or do you feel like Jeremy Marshall King could potentially do enough job to allow you to maybe go and buy a halfback or go and buy a champion fullback somewhere else? Where would you like if you have to put your eggs into one basket of trying to fill one position with a true leader and a true champion in this competition? What position would it be? Would it be halfback, hooker, fullback? What what, what would you be thinking? I think I think for me it probably would be Brandon Smith. Um, I think we've got young guys that potentially could fill fill roles at halfback or fullback sort of coming to the club so Brandon Smith I, I think we could he's just he's elite I think we could see a world where he sort of plays the first 50 minutes maybe goes off for 15 minutes and then comes back on to the last 15 minutes at lock or something like that and Jeremy Marshall King and Brandon Smith are both on the field I think that could definitely work I think I think Brandon Smith would be probably my dream signing at the moment Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I think it'll be unreal, mate, if you obviously brought Josh Adokar in, which you will, to bring in Brandon Smith as well. You're bringing a couple of guys from this Melbourne Storm system that I think they'd both do incredibly well. I remember a number of years ago, you brought a front rower, Aiden Tolman, up there from the Melbourne Storm, and gee whiz, he did well at Canterbury. Yeah, I loved Aiden Tolman. Just made many mistakes, always got through his work. Can't ask for much more. Mate, we've mentioned the halfback spot a couple of times, and obviously Avarillo, he's been there for the majority of the year. You signed Kyle Flanagan uh, at the start of the season from the Sydney Roosters, and um, I guess a, a, a bit of egg all over my face. I had my hopes very high on Kyle Flanagan. We had him on the podcast. He seemed like a really nice kid. He looked like he was ready to rip in. It obviously hasn't gone to plan with Kyle. Do you see him as a long-term Bulldog, mate, or not? I don't know. It's just, that's a tough one. I, I couldn't tell you the answer to that right now. Um, I definitely have hope for him. Um, I think probably he's going to be our, our best option for seven next year with maybe Burton. But um, I still think he could be a very good halfback, but it's very hard to tell at the moment. Tell me about the coach, mate. Do you see Trent Barrett being the long-term coach of the Canterbury Bulldogs? Yeah, I... Again, I still have hope for him. Um, you look at what he did. Obviously, you have a big role in that Penrith side last year. Um, hadn't quite translated across. Um, I think he's. I think he is a, a good coach. I think he can do good good things with the team. So, if if I said to you the year is twenty twenty four, is Trent Barrett the coach of the Canterbury Bulldogs in your opinion? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so, if I was putting money on it, I'd probably say no. Yeah, but I, I hope he is. I think it should be a goal of Canterbury to become one of those systems that isn't having a coach every three years as well. I mean, uh, and I, I know that's really easy to say, but I mean, I, I think it just makes your system worse, and I think it makes other players um, less inclined to sign with your club if there is a constant coaching turnover, which we've seen at Canterbury over the last couple of years. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you, if you look at like the Eels with Brad Arthur. He's had lean, lean patches there, but he's been he's been the coach for so long, and they're they're doing really well at the moment. So, and they're think, also still they able do... to go out to the market and bring guys into that system that are going to be sensational players. Hundred percent. So I think I think we've just um, turned out to very young coach as well. Still, I think if we yeah. stick by him, he can do good things. Now, mate, obviously you're a big uh, super coach player as well. How have you gone this year? Yeah, it's not been my best year this year. Um, I'm sitting around 13,000 at the moment. Um, sort of gradually moving my way up, hoping maybe just making the top 10,000 by the end of the year. What's your uh, What's been your biggest regret from the year as far as Supercoach goes? If you can narrow it down to one, I know that I'm struggling too. Yeah, uh, probably I've never jumped on Nico Hine. <laughs> oh, that's a stinger. Yeah. I, I, I got on that one very, very late this year, I must say, and I, I, I sort of felt like I was too late to it. But, uh, geez, it, like, it still paid dividends, even though I probably paid 250k too much. He's just been unbelievable. But it's, I mean, yeah. how, how could you have possibly predict that Ryan Pappenhausen would miss this much football? It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly what I thought. I thought he might be out for maybe a month, but he's been out for a while. Did you uh, did you use your heart at all and pick some of your uh, Canterbury boys in your Supercoach side? Yeah, I generally do. You know, if I'm tossing up between 
between one player and another player, and I've been playing for the dogs. I generally go for the dogs player. I've had I've had Headington chewing up a spot in my front row all year, and he's sort of punching out thirties, forties, but not doing a heap. Would have been helpful if you were going for the Melbourne Storm or the Panthers just quietly. Yeah, would have been. Would have been. Mate, uh, obviously you said as well you're a huge Queensland fan, obviously from Mount Isa. Um, you know, if we did this podcast last year, we were talking about how great uh, the Maroons were. An unbelievable win last year and then sort of all came crashing down this year. Obviously the New South Wales team is just stacked at the moment. And for me, when I look at the Queensland side, I can't believe the lack of depth that they have at the moment. It just It's felt like for the last 15 years that you know, they could lose one player who's the best in their position, then they'd have the second, third, and fourth next best player in that position to bring in. It is just the complete opposite at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I think, for example, I think New South Wales probably about 10 centres that would walk into the Queensland side. Mate, you've you got 10 centres and, you you know, you, you probably don't have a half and five eight that would jump in straight away, but if Munster and DCE were out, I mean, the next six guys you would pick, I reckon they're all from New South Wales. It's crazy. That's a great there. Mate, who's been... Obviously, it's been a really tough series for Queensland. Has there been one guy that has stood out for you or a guy that you're looking forward to seeing more of in the future for the Maroons? Um, Mo Fodawake has been very good. Um, and I thought Ben Hunt was really good last game. He was getting his hands on the footy a lot and at least trying stuff that um the other guys didn't seem to be doing. But yeah, it's been pretty grim. Mate, I'm really... Well, obviously, as a New South Wales fan, I'm not excited, but I'm excited for Queensland to see Kalen Ponga return. I think he will make a big difference for them. 100%. He's a very good player. I think... I don't know if he turns around the result, but I think he maybe makes it a bit closer and hopefully he pulls out some exciting plays. It's one hell of a narrative as well to take this first ever State of Origin to Newcastle and for Kalen Ponga to return. I don't know. It just seems like there's something in the water for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Ben, mate, it has been a pleasure having you on. Uh, fan is short for Fanatic. I wish you all the very best tonight uh, with your Canterbury Bulldogs against the Roosters. If you had to give me a score prediction, what do you hit me with? Uh, I'll go... I don't want to go too rough on the boys. I'll go 28, 28 to 10. I'll, I think I'll take that in a heartbeat. Mate, I, I think that'll be a, a good result with all due respect. It's, uh, it's yeah. just one of those competitions at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it, could, it could very easily be a repeat of last week, I think. Uh, mate, how, how scary was Tom Travojevic last week before we go? I mean, uh, <laughs> it's the sort of guy that you can you can sit and enjoy all the time, but I imagine when he's coming up against your team, it must be terrifying. Yeah, the one the one saving grace last week is that I had him as captain and I also had Ruben Garrick on my side in Supercoach, so that was something. I missed out on Garrick. I was least. filthy on that one. He went huge, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he went massive. Mate, uh, thank you for joining us. I really do appreciate it. I'll let you uh, get back, get stuck into work once again. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you for always supporting the podcast, Legend. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, mate. Really enjoyed it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.